Like, I would like to trace back my family tree. Ooh, wow. Just because I'm really big on, like, where you come from and knowing your roots and knowing who you are. Because I think if you know where you come from, you have more of a better understanding of where you're going. Yeah. And my family is quite mixed and diverse. Like, my mum's from Lebanon and my dad's from Sierra Leone. But I feel wow. like there's more to it than that. Obviously, yeah. that has to be. Now, tuned in to the conversation. For her, by her. This episode was recorded in the pod at White City Place. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on when you are listening to this. Thank you for tuning into the conversation. I am Mona. I'm so excited to be here with you ladies today. So I'm going to get my degree out. I've got an English literature degree. Um, I like to eat. I just had a chicken salad, but that's enough about me. Hello, ladies. How are you? Hello. Good. Good, good. May you introduce yourself, please? Yes. Hi, guys. Fontaine here. I'm a recently retired professional badminton player. Um, I'm now doing a little bit of work for the Dame Kelly Homes Trust as an athlete mentor, and I've got a degree. Well, a degree, I have got a degree, but it's a degree, it's a master's degree in journalism. Um, Mm. And yeah, I'm doing all of that jazz. Um, I'm very excited about today's topics. Can't wait to discuss it all with you ladies. Hello, I'm Frances. I'm a photographer and editor of So She Travelled, and I'm really looking forward to discussing today's topics with you guys. And as per usual, please follow all of our social media platforms to find out all the latest news and gossip from us on at Women of Power UK. And I'm Robin. I am your Scottish presenter. You'll find me on radio, TV, digital and anywhere with a mic. I'll be talking, yeah? Just on my own. (laughs) Um, I think we should just jump straight in. So we've got our first segment for today and it is the WAP of the month, which means women of power that we've chosen to highlight this month. Yes. All the ones that inspire (laughs) us. Okay, so I'm going to kick it off with a presenter. Um, She is Scottish, but I'm not totally biased, okay? Her name is Ariel Free. So she's kind of like already making waves. And she's like my woman of power for the month because I've like watched her grow. And I think it's really nice to watch someone actually do it on their own. Do you know what I mean? And actually like take the steps that they need to get, but like quietly. You know, like, not quietly, as in not telling anyone. But I mean, as in, she's not, like, making a song and dance about it. She's just working hard, working hard. Doing um, it. She's just doing it, yeah. yeah. And now she's got, like, a Love Island podcast with um, Kim from last year. And, yeah, Ooh. she's killing it. So, I yeah. Th- I think I've actually seen her. She's just, ginger. Yeah, I think it just must be through... Mm. the social media channels <laughs> Ooh, exactly That's and cool. I kind of like it because I was like watching her a while ago when she was doing um you know like festivals or whatever at home and being like oh that girl's quite good so it's nice to see that she's killing it now so nice. yeah. yeah if she is listening hey, <laughs> hey we're girl. loving it <laughs> that's cool okay so my WAP of the month is um, a woman who actually I found on Instagram just because I'm all about the fitness and being active and she is probably one of those female bosses that you just look at and you just think wow Um, it is Adrienne underscore London um, and she's an Adidas ambassador and she runs 
like all the time which alone I'm really impressed with because I'm not a long distance runner at all but she blogs um she does all this Instagram stuff she is a mom um and she just absolutely bosses life basically yeah and she's yeah. amazing and another reason why I absolutely love her is because she did pick me to go and meet Jessica Ennis once so and she's like my absolute hero so slightly biased but I love that. apart from that no she is amazing and she's all about empowering women and making them feel confident. Um, she's a personal trainer, so you know if you want to go to any of her classes, it's not just about working out. It's about enjoying yourself, getting into that music and the beat, and just being happy and encouraging everybody else to do that. And that is what I'm about as well. So I think she's just one of those women that I'm like, yeah, yeah, like she's yeah. Just, just there. Yeah, she's, she's great. I love that. I love you both picked people that are in uh, your own industries as well. I think it's so nice when women support women doing the same things that they do. Yeah. Um, and mine are also from my industry. <laughs> uh, I've got two because, you know. Obviously, because um, you're Francis. Well, one of mine's dead, so I feel like <laughs> <laughs> I'm allowed to really two. Then, <laughs> <laughs> I, I would like to just highlight uh, Tish Murtha and Vanessa Winship, two British photographers who currently have solo exhibitions in London, which is pretty huge Tish Murtha is on at the photographer's gallery and she was a social realism photographer she started in 2013 she's one of the best photographers we've ever produced and no one knows her work but they know her images so now she's finally getting reattached to all of these incredibly iconic images she took uh, like in Newcastle and Stoke uh, and around the UK that really document life then Uh, and then Vanessa Winship who is still alive um, did again social documentary uh, and my marginalized communities in Eastern Europe were some of her specialties and she's uh, she's just on a road trip across America and all of that is on at the Barbican and both of them are on until oh. September so go and support your uh, your photographers your female British photographers because they are mind-blowing yeah Ooh. I like that mind-blowing <laughs> not just a little bit good not just a little bit good mind-blowing mind <laughs> okay my lady's also mind-blowing so mind-blowing I don't know her name but <laughs> I, I let me tell you the story so I was scrolling on the Instagram and I had basically seen this clip and it was a lady being interviewed by a guy and he was basically I just saw the video it started off as you're a slut all women are sluts that's literally how it started off don't like it already and literally <laughs> and I was like okay yeah this definitely got my attention and she grabbed his mic and she was like yeah I am a slut and he was like look at the way that you're dressed why do you associate yourself as a slut and she was like because my body is not a is not a political playground and it's not for men's legislation my body is my own it's something that I own and she was literally just schooling this guy. If I was next to her, I would have been like, yes, <laughs> again. She was just schooling him and I loved it. Preach. She was saying, uh, just hitting so many facts. And I think because it was such a short video, I was on the gram scrolling. Everyone in the comments was like, what is her at? What is her name? Even Rihanna reposted it and was like, what? who is this girl? Like, wow. everyone help us. Who is this girl? Because yeah. I need to find her. I think she's amazing. And I love what she stood for because I think... My body isn't a political playground. It is my own. I own it. I can do what I want. I can dress as I want. And she just really inspired me. I don't even know this girl. I saw her no. for two seconds and now I'm obsessed with her. Anyone can find a <laughs> Rihanna anyone can. anyone can find her, right? Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Literally, Riri helped If that was me, I'd be like, it's me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Claiming it. It's me, girl. How would you even claim it, though? Like, you yeah. just probably going, it's me. And I was, yeah. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> Someone tell Rihanna. Yeah, okay, Screen grab. 
<laughs> I still want her. <laughs> so I've got a question for you, ladies. Yeah. What is on your bucket list? What's oh. things that you want to do? Oh, so much. So much. <laughs> Shall I start? Yes, okay. start. Um, I'm taking off one of my bucket list things this year. I've got two that I, t- I sort of scroll through bucket list things. Mm. I quite like to tick them off like a to do list <laughs> and go on. I, I can't understand people who for a whole year's like, I'd love to travel. I go, but why don't we break that down? <laughs> Let's start with a little trip to Skegness. Yeah. We can work through this, babe. I'm a bit um, <laughs> never been actually. I went Western. <laughs> wasn't that good I say. Yeah. sorry Weston it's alright um, it was bad weather but uh, yeah I wanted to go to Antarctica and I want to see polar bears so I'm hopefully ticking one of them off next month I'm going to Svalbard which is part of Norway but it's like the closest to the Arctic it's a little island where there's lots and lots of polar bears um, so wow. many that I've been told I can't go swimming without an armed guard uh, because polar bear will eat me and I'm thinking <gasps> what a way wow. to go oh my god what a bucket list way to go yeah in <laughs> the next podcast we were like we loved her, but she yeah. went doing what she wanted to She's do. She's one of our dead women of power to watch. Yes! What of the month is, Francis? And yeah, the other thing that I haven't ticked off yet is going to Antarctica, and there's uh, ships that do it without engines. Uh, there's one called Bark Europa, so I'd like to go and do that on a traditional sailing ship. But I, wow. I do not have three months at the moment to uh, to dedicate to it. So, yeah, that's The cold would scare me. I'm all about the heat. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I'm not about the heat. No. Oh, I love the heat. No. <laughs> but then I don't have to get the tube that often and someone said that to me the other day they're like all oh, these people saying they're loving the heat wave yeah that's <laughs> yes true. exactly have you been on the central line yeah no. <laughs> well there you go yeah okay so I have a few on my bucket list I think obviously I'm all about the fitness and being active um, so I would love to do a Tough Mudder that's like oh. the next thing on my list oh my god don't um, do it I did it you'd be amazing at that yeah not you yeah <laughs> I was so bad <laughs> don't do it Yes, babe, you get yeah, electrocuted. Yeah, so obviously as a, a competing athlete, you're not allowed to do certain things. You're not allowed to, like, ski and do all of these oh. dangerous activities. I just did the quotes there. No one can see that. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that for you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, um, but I'm also thinking of doing the Inca Trail in oh, Peru, yeah. um, which another fitness blogger is organising, and, I'm yeah, I'm going to sign up, I think. So, Those sorry, Mum. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so that's kind of one of my, or, or yeah, two of my um, bucket list things. Um, and again, see it as much of the world as possible. Me and my husband actually have a list that we're ticking off and we're going through, um, which is amazing. Nice. So hopefully we can do a few more of those once I get a paid job and I'm kind of, I'm not just being an athlete. <laughs> that wasn't a plug, but I mean, if you're out no, there, yeah. it is a plug. Yeah, and I'm going to go a little bit deeper now and say actually having children is Ooh. one of is on my bucket list only because my best friend's now pregnant and she's <laughs> going to have a, yeah she's <laughs> she's going to have a girl in a little girl in November and obviously you're at that stage in your life where you're like oh yeah that is cute I'd like that and I've been like the crazy auntie and I'm a bit like I think I would actually like to be a mom <laughs> but not yet not yet but like in the future yeah. so yeah, yeah like that's like my deep side of the bucket list <laughs> Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Tough yeah. Mudder, Inca Trout, Baby. This is yeah. in that order. Yeah. <laughs> and like travel the world. She can, or he can go on a backpack and go with me. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a baby's way harder than Tough Mudder. Yeah. And like Tough Mudder is hard. <laughs> but a baby is like yeah. a whole other league. Yeah, and being an auntie, I can just hand them back. So yeah. I've had the best of both worlds at the moment. I don't know what type of auntie these people are because I'm an auntie and I'm not handing no one back to me. <laughs> I've got that baby on my set time. The baby's not going anywhere. <laughs> 
I just get like the terrible like travelling rich auntie where they're like, oh, buy buy all our kids stuff from travelling. I'm like, no, I'm minimalist. <laughs> the reason why I don't have kids is so that I don't have to spend money on a child yet. <laughs> I don't want to spend money on your child. That was your choice. It's <laughs> my child. I'll spoil it if I want to. But your child, no. Spend your own coins. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> What's yours, Robin? Um, on my bucket list now, I've actually been really lucky like I had a bucket list so long and then I went traveling for like eight months for a job and I like I texted so much off like I swam with stingrays like yeah Great Barrier Reef like I loved it instead I kind of came back and was a bit like oh (laughs) now what do you do but actually it takes you about two seconds and you're like okay there's another list coming um Iceland is on my list I would love to see the northern lights apparently you can see them from Scotland but I'm like it's not the same okay (laughs) I don't care what anyone says it's probably not the same it's cold there though in Scotland it is (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's true that's how you should imagine look at it from your window yeah literally (laughs) I'm like, mate, it's not the same. Um, So, yeah, I'd like to do that. And I think New Zealand as well. Mm, Really have my eye on New Zealand. Yeah. 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 I'm, like, really boring at the minute in the sense that my bucket list is very much, like, kind of career-focused at the minute. Like, yeah, yeah, I'd love to, like, host uh, awards like ceremony mm. that would literally what be would like, be like yes. the awards that you'd want to host if you could choose like the Brits I'd love that I mean aim high right yeah. like why not that's the whole point in a bucket list yeah exactly yeah. Um, so yeah mine is quite career at the minute because I've like I say I feel like I've done quite a lot of the kind of travelling ones yeah. Um, but yeah I cannot like the main bucket list is literally to do what I love for a living every single day. Yeah, yeah. No, very like cheesy, but no. it is definitely the one that I'm like, if I could tick that off, yeah, it's like yeah, I made it. Yeah, yeah. that's the aim. I'm all like with that. you on that one. <laughs> I feel like with my bucket list, again, it's very very long. But the one that I'm going to say, it's not very go hard or go home. It's more like I would like to trace back my family tree. Just because I'm really big on like where you come from and knowing your roots and knowing who you are. Because I think if you know where you come from, you have more of a better understanding of where you're going. Yeah. And my family is quite mixed and diverse. Like my mum's from Lebanon and my dad's from Sierra Leone. But I feel like there's more to it than that. Obviously, there has to be. So I want to go further down. I know my dad comes from a specific tribe, which is the Timney tribe. I know that they were fishermen. And also, in Sierra Leone, the capital is Freetown, which is the first town where slaves settled down, which is why it's called Freetown, town of the free. That's oh, amazing. Wow. I know, God. so I want to know more about that. Oh my that. gosh, Does your dad's insane. tribe, are they still there as a tribe? Or? Yes. Oh my God, that'd be amazing. And would you go and visit them. both of them as well? I have visited the tribe. <gasps> And yeah. have you visited Lebanon? No, not yet. Clubbing in Beirut. Not yet. Yeah, I know. I really, really want to go. I want to know more. <laughs> yeah, wow. so, yeah, that's amazing. That's that is so lists. fascinating, isn't it? Mm. Thanks. Ooh, <laughs> Mona. Maybe it is go hard or go home. Oh, maybe it is. <laughs> <It's laughs> <not at all. laughs> I'm joking. Amazing. Good. <laughs> okay, so let's have a conversation about men and women. So the gender roles that they play and how so um, society has geared them what were we thinking like so, socialising between men and women yes mm. yeah let's do mm. that I, I mean yeah I <laughs> it's quite a broad topic but I am um, <laughs> take it away now uh, that social bomb yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was reading a book recently uh, about a woman's uh, life and it was really influenced by the fact that she'd gone to an all-girls school and really saw men as like a separate species and I found it really difficult to relate to because I grew up with 
boys and girls. And, you know, I went to mixed schools uh, and I also had like four male cousins and then as I got older I had like female and male cousins and we all were like just knocked about together and then um, like when I lived in England everyone's like all your mum's friends your aunties and they're suddenly all your cousins too and <laughs> so I just I, I never really saw any difference and in between between men and women other than the way we're brought up which I definitely think is, is being tackled now but in terms of of socializing with men it comes as naturally to me as socialising with women. Like, I make friends with men just as quickly as I make friends with women. Um, I certainly went to, through a time when I was a teenager where I was really like, no, I'm more of, like, a guy's girl. Mm. Like, all my friends yeah. were guys. Uh, and then I realised it was just because I wasn't putting in as much effort into my female friendships. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't meeting as many females through work because I worked in, like, film and TV and there weren't any women in there no. <laughs> and weird, that was the problem yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's so weird like I feel like all the workplaces that I'm at in at the minute are very male dominated mm. and I don't know if I've just become a little bit more aware of it you know what I mean because yeah. like you say growing up like I like I've got a brother and I've got a sister but she's much much younger so we basically grew up just the two of us and I didn't really see any difference it wasn't mm. like oh your brother can do this and you can't like we didn't really grow up with that um so like I was like oh yeah but actually now that I've kind of become a bit more aware of it I'm like oh my gosh I was sitting at work on Wednesday like I'm the only girl here there's literally like <laughs> 11 men and just me like not that it matters but it is it does kind of show you that actually in the media and like entertainment or the industries that I'm working on at the minute yeah. Yeah. are very male dominated yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. like how is that possible like girls can talk like Forever. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, where are all the female presenters at? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Crazy. And I think I'm with you on that. In, obviously, from a sporting background, I've constantly trained with boys and the female badminton population isn't as big as the male badminton population just because you get to like 15, 16 and you realise there is more to life than going every weekend and competing in a sports hall to play badminton, <laughs> yeah. which is fine. Um, and, you know, a lot of my friends did drop out at that age or they dropped out when they got to university. Um, and like you said, Francis, like, I've always been very much a girl's, a, yeah, a girl's guy. No, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I thought you were going to say a guy's girl. A girl I was like, yeah, yeah mate, come across no. wrong. <laughs> I've always had more male friends than yeah. female friends. That's a better way of putting it. Um, yeah. Why do you and think that is then? I, I don't know. Like, I've got a very close group of female friends mm -hmm. um, when I was at school, but we always hung around with the boys. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know if it's just because in sport, I was always really comfortable with the boys. And obviously... I'm like, you can do it, so can I. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. and that was just how it was. And but then, you know, growing up, it was always just me, and my mum, and my sister. So then again, I'm in a completely different environment there, where I'm just with females. Yeah. Um, and my mum's got a sister, and you know, my two cousins. I have one cousin that's a male, but yeah, it's it's weird how that separation has come about. And my my two nephews now, they have push chairs and they have pink wellies and I'm like they're they're little boys and my sister's like yeah but they're they like what they like mm, and at yeah. this age they don't know if that's a girl's colour or a boy's colour so I'm just yeah. gonna let them have it. If yeah. they wanna push around a trolley or a push chair or whatever they want, then I'm yeah. gonna let them do it because they don't necessarily know any different and I think 
if everybody was brought up like that, then there wouldn't be this kind of gender, yeah. kind of this is only what boys can do and this is only what girls can do. It can be very much like everybody can do everything, do whatever you want. And in Sport Fontaine, did you ever find that the reason you were hanging out with more guys or just find in general that guys were always like the girls of the weaker sex because in sport that tends to come out or yes. was that not an issue? I okay. mean, yeah. Uh, competitive male athletes will 100% flat out say no we're better than you and the amount of times that I've been like okay well let's go on court and and prove yourself then or we'll be in the gym and I'm like come on like that's all you're lifting yeah yeah, and so yeah but that is just because I'm a competitive person but also because I'm like well no like I don't physiologically yes you might be stronger but mentally and like in terms of determination like I'm going to beat you on that yeah. so yeah I think it's they are very they do think that they're of a a higher species have you seen um, Battle of the Sexes yes such a good film yes it is um, but yeah I mean why can't we try and do what men can do I think it's funny that you say I think both of you said that you are more of a girl's boy yeah. oh, I was yeah. but then I realised <laughs> it was because in all of my industries there were only guys to hang yeah. out with okay. so yeah. if I hadn't have been a, a girl that could get on with guys I just wouldn't have had any mates yeah you would have yeah. just been I can do that too <laughs> I feel like there's so many girls who I've spoken to who always like yeah most of my mates are guys Most yeah. so many women but I don't feel like I'm like that I feel like from since I've been young I've always been a girl's girl Like I wouldn't say a girl's girl and a boy's girl and a girl's boy because mm. no. I just feel like Get on my friends yeah, have so happened to be yeah, females. Like now, as yeah. I've gotten older, like my I have about five really good close friends and they all happen to be gay males. But apart from that, I've always been around women. Funny yeah. enough, I have four brothers and I only have one sister. Oh, wow. So exactly. So kind of the opposite yeah. to you in my yeah. house. It was quite male-dominated compared to you, which yeah. is quite female-dominated. But yeah. yeah. Do you think it's also waiting for like the industries to even out? Because you're a makeup artist. Yeah. And I'm in photography and I worked in film before and mm. that... It's very technical behind the scenes. It's not very glamorous. It's just us talking about glass and being geeks. Mm. And so it was just all boys. Yeah. And whereas it like makeup artists traditionally are women. Yeah. And now I find now there's you know, I meet women that are photographers and cinematographers and yeah. we sit and have like a massive geek talk and I'm like, Oh, I always had connected this with me getting on with guys, but it was actually just me getting on with people that share my interests. Yes, they just yes, weren't any to me. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like do you think you've been more like in in female friendships because of I don't, know, I don't know because I think when I look at the the men who run ish in the industry, Mac's quite dominated. But if you look yeah. at we have like our account managers, then our managers, then we have senior artists or the ones who go behind London Fashion Week and they will come back and show what's being focused on the trends. Oh, okay. Dominic Skinner, whoop whoop, shout out. He's, <laughs> <laughs> he's a senior artist and I'm pretty sure there's only 10 in the UK. So he's Whoa. one of them. All 10 worldwide. Yeah. I need to research my skills there. But he is one of the few. But there's... It's either split half and half, so there's yeah. quite a large uh, percentage of men who yeah. do it. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like, you know, when you get chatting with someone and I probably, I can instantly, my connection is more with a woman than it is with a man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. the same. I find it so weird. Like, But then I don't know if it's actually about where I grew up. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I grew up in kind of like a small town, obviously in Scotland, so it doesn't get more north than that. <laughs> and I do think, like, north of Watford, everyone calls that north, it's absolutely <laughs> not, just FYI, not. but anyway. Um, I think there is this kind of, there's definitely 
more emphasis on the gender roles. Yeah. Like a man's more of a man up north, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like yeah. And a woman's a woman up north. It's like, whereas when I came down here, it's like, eh, no one cares. Yeah. Like, but actually at home, I do feel like, obviously it's moving in the right direction, but it is maybe like 10 years, maybe five years behind at least. And yeah. I think growing up, it was very much like, no, no, the boys like, and I was very sporty like growing up. But even at that, it was like the boys played football at break and then the girls like chatted. And yeah. so I was always kind of like a golf's girl. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't know if that's something to kind of do with it or like it wasn't in my head. Obviously, I wasn't like, oh, I can't speak to them because they're a boy. It was just <laughs> yeah. that I actually yeah. didn't because it was like, you know, they were like, oh, lads, lads, lads. Yeah. Sort of thing. <laughs> so it's kind and of like there's a like specific quite... gender role. Yeah, very gender much roles. so. Yeah. And yeah. in the North, I think even like now as adults, like even if you like go home, silly things, like if you go out for a night out with your partner up North, like if I go with my friends and their partners are obviously from there and it's like, oh, the, the boys all buy the drinks. Yeah. Whereas like yeah. me and my partner, like we kind of like, oh, I'll get this one. Yeah. Oh, I'll get yeah. the next yeah, one. Like yeah. we're just kind of like, meh. But yeah. it's up there. It's like, no, the gentleman is like taking the women out. Yeah. And you've got the pre-socialising as well. Like in Birmingham, we always like get ready together for yeah. like, a few hours just girls. Yes. Yeah. A few hours just boys. Yes. Whereas in London, like, I just feel like everyone's around each other's house. Yeah. But um, yeah, I've, I found from travelling that there's some things I've really started enjoying about the separation of, of gender roles for socialising. Like in Africa, it happens a lot. And in Kyrgyzstan, I went to these restaurants and all the women were on one side and all the men were on the other. And the women had like a curtain mm. around them. Whoa. And Central Asia is, is much more liberal than you think it is. So I thought, this is weird. I know they wear headscarves. There's no, this, it's really, they share work and things like that. Yeah. So I asked because I was with a guy and we didn't know where to sit we're like well we just won't have to eat by ourselves on separate tables behind a curtain and uh, so we asked the guys and they were like oh no 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 this is the women's area and the men aren't allowed to go there and bother them while they're eating but you're allowed to sit in either like as a woman it's just that the men aren't allowed to go in the women's one because they say they want their their, their gossip time time. (laughs) you can go sit in the men's if you want to I love that, that that you know when the first uh, the first like initial when I walked in I was like oh it's because women aren't allowed to sit with men isn't it? it's because men no, aren't allowed, allowed to, to sit with women I, I love that love I, I love that it. should be a rule we should bring in yeah and I do re- I, re- I think there is like a great chat that women have but I don't necessarily I'm not saying like you wouldn't be allowed into it if you're a guy but it does I don't know it's just very quite warm and intimate in a way that yeah with guys it, you know. I don't know. <laughs> I just wanted to ask your opinion on, do you think there should be gender roles? No. No? <laughs> no. I think, I, I mean, obviously, there are certain things that men are probably more geared to be capable of doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and women. Yeah, <laughs> and exactly. There are roles that women are more capable mm-hmm. of doing. Um, but I don't think it should be exclusive. I think if you're a really strong woman and you want to go out there and you want to go and build houses or mm-hmm. whatever it might be, then you should be able to go and do that. Or if you're a man and actually you're quite tender and you're more looking after people and you want to go and be a nurse, go and be a nurse. Like mm. it, it shouldn't have that actually, you know, you're you're a male, so you've got to just be in this role. And and the same, you know, when you go home, like if I'm late home from work, then my husband's going to cook the dinner. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. he's not going to wait for me because actually when I get home, I want to be able to eat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, again, it's the same from the workplace to the home. I don't think we should be restricted or confined to rules. And mm. I think also it's like respect 
expecting that um, people who want to have more stereotypical traditional roles yeah. can do that too, but it shouldn't be the norm. No. Like that shouldn't yeah. be, you know, if you want to work things out in the way that they traditionally have and some cultures still, that's absolutely fine. But it has to work for you on an individual basis and, and then be non-judgmental to everyone else yeah. because there's... We're not living in a uh, like a norm society anymore. Yeah. I think everyone has got a little bit more yeah. choice, and Unique. you never know. Like history changes, we might not always have that choice. So I think while um, you know we're pretty much at peace, for, sort of, we should be embracing the fact that we have choices on how we do that with each partner we're with. Yeah, I feel like sometimes it's kind of like opening a can of worms because. When you look into it too much, you don't know what to say yeah. anymore. Because yeah. you know, let's say you're raising children, for example, and you want your son to be just a good-hearted person, and you're telling him things like, make sure you pull out the chair for the lady, just always be a gentleman. Mm. Things like that. People take that into consideration, and some people even don't agree with that. Mm. Uh, Do you know what I mean? But yeah. that's just simple manners, is it not? I understand, but it's, a, it's attaching... Yeah. Uh, gender role yeah. to yeah. Yeah, that's being true. a gentleman. Yeah, so this yeah. is what is yeah. expected of a young boy who's trying to be a young man. Yeah, yeah. do you understand? Like, yeah. you know how they yeah. say with ladies, sit with your legs closed. Oh, yeah, because it's more appropriate for a lady. <laughs> I mean, that one doesn't bother me because my legs are open anyway. In a good way. There is no good way, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. for the boys. Yeah, yeah. How would you how would you handle something like that? What's your thoughts yeah. on that? It's a hard one because I. Like, as a female, I quite like a gentleman to be a gentleman. Exactly, so I'm the same. So I'm like, maybe that's contradictory. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. For me to be like, yeah. oh, there shouldn't be any gender roles. But then I think it's a bit like what Francis said earlier. If it works for both of you, mm, yeah. then it's like, well, I'm not going to judge anyone that's different from me. So mm. no one should really judge me. No, I mean, yeah. like, it's not... For me personally, I don't. We don't take it into like I don't know, like um, income or anything like that. It's not a case of like, oh, you should earn more because you're the man, and you know, it's we don't really take it into that side of our relationship. Yeah. But we kind of do take it into the side of like it's quite nice for him to, you know, like buy me flowers or you know, like do those things. To be honest, I buy him flowers because he likes flowers. More. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, babe, but that's true. <laughs> but what well, I mean is, I quite like that. I quite like to have the door open for me yeah. or yeah. to be a gentleman and I know what you mean by manners but then like I would be a bit I'm a bit more like taken when he does it for me than if a yeah. friend does it for me and a friend does it I'm like oh thanks but yeah. like if he does it for me I'm like oh he's being sweet today that's good yeah. Yeah. That's you know that's my man yeah. like that. you know what I mean so yeah. I don't know I quite like yeah. to feel but I don't know if that actually goes back to like way back to like the caveman and women no. days where you feel like even if it they're does, protecting think, you do you know yeah. what I mean as we're sort of changing the way we bring up and educate children that then would naturally peter up but I don't think we can expect ourselves to just have a switch turned where we don't find it a nice courtesy when a man opens yeah. the door yeah. for a woman mm-hmm. and beating yourself up about that is, is probably worse yeah. but you can definitely think about it as you grow like there are certain things mm-hmm. where you know I don't really need a guy to stand up for me on the tube because I'm 32 and I now although if you'd asked me a few years ago I'd be like that's a really nice thing for a guy to do yeah. now if a guy does it I'm like oh that's so awkward I've changed yeah and I, I imagine like any daughter I have yeah. maybe would just it would never even cross her mind because yes. that wouldn't be something but I still yeah. think that common courtesy between humans is so nice so mm-hmm. you know anyone opening the door for you but when it is like the person you're in a relationship with that means something just yeah. because they're looking after you yeah. Yeah. and it's every time it's like a little reminder that I care about you yeah um but yeah, I, th- I, I don't know. I think 
Yeah, the most important thing for me is that we never stop having the conversations. That as soon as people feel like they can't say something, especially if it's very traditional or a little bit conservative, mm. then you just harbour it inside and it manifests into something that becomes like your ideology. You find like a tribe that all agree with you, and the next thing you know, you're voting for Trump. I mean, I don't want to be too kindly. <laughs> <laughs> but she just throw that in there. I just hate the tea bomb. <laughs> I mean, like, I, was, uh, <laughs> I saw those people marching pro Trump in England, in London. I think there were about five of them. But yeah, there was no law. Um, but I, I, when they did interview them, they said, well, "What are you doing? You know, you can't vote for Trump in this country." And they said, "Well, no, no one else was supporting him, so I thought I wouldn't." And I thought, in some ways, that's just brilliantly British. Yeah. <laughs> He's it now is. the underdog, yes, so yeah. we'll turn up. But if you stop people having that conversation and that right to to do it, then then you end up with people harboring all of these negative thoughts, and you get like surprise Brexit votes because no one felt like they could have like an honest discussion between London and the rest of the country yeah. or between classes and. Yeah, it's it's just nice yeah. to be able to say like this is me, this is yeah. you. Mm-hmm. And love as well, it, I think it. it's important, like you said, about having a mixture of it. Like it's not an issue if you know I feel strongly that actually I can challenge any man and I can try and do what they do. But at the same time, like my husband buys me flowers, I'm gonna be like, yeah. oh thanks, that's yeah. really yeah. nice. Yeah. And you know, I took his last name, and it's uh, I I actually had this conversation today with another woman, and she was like, oh, I didn't take my husband's name. We've been married for like ten years, and I think I might change my name now. And I'm a bit like, well, why didn't you take it? She was like, because it's my name. Like, why didn't he take my name? And I was a bit Damn like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, that that is really good. But then she was like, why did you take his name? As if. Like, I should have been more empowering and said, no, I'm keeping my name because I want my name. But actually, you know, I quite like that tradition of taking your husband's name. And, Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. So I guess I'm a little bit of a mixture there because in one sense I am, you know, I'm a strong, independent woman. But I've got a husband that looks after me as (laughs) well. Yeah. (laughs) And on the name thing, it depends how much you care about the name as well. Yeah. Yeah. So many girlfriends that have, you know, have been having these, like, strong debates about it. And then you find the people that are like, you know, I don't mind giving up my name because they don't really like the surname. Or or the ones that, you know, really want to take their partners is because their partner's got a wicked surname. Yeah, well, I am. Always right now. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a good point, Fontaine, what you said about being a strong, independent woman, because I feel like you have to be one or the other. You can't be a strong woman and be a sensitive woman at the same time. I feel like you have to. I I don't feel feel like that, but I feel like I've been pigeonholed like that many a times before because I'm quite a. I'm not a crier. I can't remember the last time I've cried. I very rarely cry. I'm not saying that all women cry. I'm just saying I don't really cry. And I'll give you an example. At work, somebody was, uh, maybe they made a comment about the way that they looked or something. I get that all the time. I've got big hair. I'm a big woman. I mean, I'm beautiful. (laughs) But this lady had a comment about, about her weight. And after she started to cry, I've had people tell me the most ludicrous things. And I just think, "Mm, whatever. Yeah. But, if I was to cry, I feel like people look at me like, whoa, whoa. Yeah, but you, you okay? are the strong woman. Yeah. Why are you crying? Yeah, that, yeah. And, but then if I did cry, I'd be like, oh, okay, I knew you can't be sassy. And, no. Do you know what I mean? Underneath like, it all, you weren't really strong. Like, exactly. You can't possibly. Yeah. Exactly. That's yeah, what no, I, mean. I, I completely agree with that. I find I get that a lot as well. It's, uh, especially, yeah, in my job that, oh God, I'd never even consider crying. And yet I went to... Mom, I'm here too this morning. Cry my eyes out from like the moment <laughs> it started. Yeah, and I think it was because it's a safe place for me to be able. It's dark. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not <with laughs> I'm not with anyone I work with, and I'm just crying my eyes out. Yeah. But um, 
But yeah, it's a weird thing where a lot of people then think, oh, you can't be both. You have to either be sassy or you have to be vulnerable. Yeah. But um, we're shades of grey and like some days you're sassy, some hours you're sassy. Some yeah. <laughs> and then the next minute actually, you might be crying. Yeah, <laughs> minutely. It's a minute, it's unreal. I love that. I think we've had some really, really good ideas, some really good topics. I love everything that we've said. Ladies, any final thoughts that you want to say? I'm going to join the hunt for the uh, your Instagram. Yes, yes me too. <laughs> find her, we find her, find her. Find her. Bring her to me <laughs> and Riri. Riri. Yeah, Make sure let's join that, like, her crew and we can all dress as detectives and stuff and fly on jet and be like, bitch, but have my money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no money, so I'll be the broke one in the back. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, we got you, we got you. <laughs> right, thank you ladies for tuning in. I'm Mona. This has been lovely. I've had an amazing time speaking. Ladies, do you want to say goodbye? Goodbye. Goodbye. See you later. Bye.